This is Women of Grace Live, discussing issues important to your life and faith. Spiritual insight, practical wisdom. Join us as we transform the world one woman at a time. Women of Grace, for such a time as this. Now, here's your host, Johnette Williams. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Women of Grace Live. I am Johnette Williams. Very happy to be with you today. We love spending this time with you. I'm eager to hear from you. I want to know what went on in your weekend. I'm certainly going to tell you about mine when we uh, get started here, but I want to give you those numbers. They're available for you. You can call in right away and tell me what went on in your day yesterday and the day before. The number for you to use toll-free for you here if you're in North America is 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986. It's the way that you can join us live here on Women of Grace Live, where we love to have that holy conversation with you. We're also available for you if you're outside of North America. We sure are. Here's the number for you to use. It's country code 1205 Two seven one two nine eight five. That's country code one two zero five two seven one two nine eight five. Make use of those numbers. Keep our phone lines ringing, ringing, ringing. We like when they ring. <laughs> we certainly do. I think that's an onomatopoeia. Do you know what an onomatopoeia is? If you know what an onomatopoeia is, give us a call. I feel fairly certain that if you know what it is, you know how to spell it. If you don't know what it is, you might not know how to spell it. But give me a call and see if you know what an onomatopoeia is and why the word ring might be one. 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986 is the way that you can join us here. Also available for you out there at EWTN Radio's YouTube channel and Facebook page. Simply use the chat feature. Put in your name. Put in how it is that you are joining us, where you're from. Uh, Zip your little comment in there in that chat feature and we'll retrieve it and get it up on the board. Eager, eager, eager to hear from you that way too. Just want to let you know that Michael McCall is the one who is doing all of the social media today. So he will be only too happy to go out there and retrieve the question, comment, insight, inspiration, or word of encouragement that you leave for us at EWTN Radio's YouTube channel and Facebook page. And we have Matthew Gubensky on the phones today, and he will be very happy to answer your call and get all of your info in and up on on my board so I can uh, have the opportunity to talk with you today. If you're a first timer, submitter and or caller, do let us know. I will ring my bell for you today. Yes, I will, to welcome you for your debut. Uh, Rich Jesse is producing today, and I'm here behind the microphone, just, you know, happy as a clam to be with you. I am clam happy today to be with you. Uh, Oh, dear, I had a wonderful weekend. I've got so much to tell you. I I really do have so much to tell you. I want to tell you about the weekend, but before I get to that, you know, I almost jumped in there, but I want to tell you something else that's really exciting. Uh, Boy, I hope you're going to join us tonight. We have got a beautiful webinar coming up for you this evening at 7. 30 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, and this webinar is going to be something very, very special. Uh, now, you know that uh, in, uh, I guess it was the spring of the year, we had Kathleen Beckman do a webinar on her book, The First English Biography of Blessed Conchita, uh, a beautiful Mexican blessed uh, who was uh, named or beatified, if I should put it that way, which w- would be the correct way, beatified just a couple of years ago, not all that long ago. Uh, and my goodness, she has an absolutely 
uh, glorious spirituality, a mystic saint, uh, and so much that we can learn from her and from her writings. She wrote like 62 uh, volumes. They say that 62, I think it was five books and 62 diaries, uh, more more pages than St. Thomas Aquinas wrote. I mean, that, that that's going a distance, folks. I'm just saying, right? So that is a whole lot. Uh, and they're just beautiful and exquisite. She has this one slim little volume called Seasons of the Soul. And this is just beautiful. I've, I've read through this. As a matter of fact, I gave my copy away uh, to my dentist who actually shares uh, one of her names, uh, uh, Cabrera. And uh, anyway, I gave my volume away. That being said, um, I have another one coming. Uh, it, it is a beautiful, beautiful, slim volume. And, and it takes the growth of the spiritual life, the growth of the soul, uh, and, and looks at it through the lens uh, using the, the 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 seasons of the year as an analogy, and it you know it's one of those things. It doesn't have to be long because every sentence is really chock full of of beautiful uh, inspirational thoughts that you could just hold on to. Well, we're going to be studying that book at an upcoming book study. And tonight, we have a special guest who is going to be sharing with us about this book in particular, but also, uh, you know, a little bit more deeply about the spirituality of Blessed Conchita. And uh, that is going to take place, as I say, the webinar tonight at 7.30 p.m. to 9 o'clock p.m. If you're in the book study, you will want to attend, even if you haven't signed up for the book study. And you still have plenty of time to do that. March the 4th is when it starts. So you've got, you got some days left, but we'd love for you to sign up. Uh, but you can come to the webinar even if you're not signing up because it's going to be complete and full in and of itself. And that's tonight at 7.30 p.m. This is the Lenten season. Uh, you know, because it is the Lenten season, we, we really do want to add to our normal life routine some very special ways in which we can enter more deeply and more profoundly into this liturgical season. And I know that I know that I know that this webinar is going to do just that for you. It's going to take you another step deeper into the mystery that is ours by way of the passion, death, resurrection, and ascension uh, of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Paschal Mystery. So join us this evening. Uh, as I say, you can sign up right at our website, womenofgrace.com. You can register right there. Find out the information. It starts at 7.30 tonight Eastern. It's going to be over at 9 o'clock uh, p.m. Eastern time. Uh, so do the little time adjustment depending upon the time zone that you are in. It's very inexpensive. Obviously, we charge for this because we have a wonderful speaker coming who I haven't even told you about yet, Father Jordi Rivero, Father Jordi Rivero, uh, who uh, is a priest that knows the spirituality of Blessed Conchita very, very well. Uh, Father Jordi Rivero, uh, really, I would like to say, is an expert on this uh, spirituality of Blessed Conchita and just the perfect opportunity for us to enter more deeply into the divine life itself as we move through the Lenten season and obviously, uh, to set us up for the book study. If, in fact, you determine that you want to take the book study, you can sign up right online for both, uh, you know, maybe come to the webinar and then sign up. I don't care how you do it. We just want you to come uh, consider this a personal invitation from me to join us this evening at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Wonderful opportunities all around uh, this uh, beautiful, beautiful Lenten season that we are offering you. And to mention another one, on February 27th, we are going to have Father Chris Alar with 
us. And we are going to be talking about the divine mercy image. We're going to be doing a deep dive into it. You know, I kind of like to use that language. I really do. Uh, We're going to be doing a deep dive into it. And we're going to be talking about uh, dive into the divine mercy image, a deep exploration. Uh, We're going to be finding things out about that image that we've probably never heard before because it is, it is an icon with oh so many beautiful theological truths hidden in it, just waiting for us to open them up and be able to come to a deeper love of the gift that is ours by way of the sacred heart of our Lord presented to us in that beautiful divine mercy image. So get out there and check that out as well right there at our website, womenofgrace.com. You hear that music when we come back? I'm going to tell you about my weekend. I want to hear about yours. In addition to that, you know, we're here to talk about anything you want to talk about. I just love talking with you. A three three two eight eight ewtn or EWTN Radio's YouTube channel and or Facebook page. Coming right back. Stay with us. The Women of Grace phone lines are open. 1-833-288-EWTN. 1-833-288-3986. Well, welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Women of Grace Live. I am Janet Williams. Very happy to be with you today. Our phone lines are wide open for you. Yes, they are. Every single one of them is available. That means you have to call. <laughs> That's what that means. 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986. That's the way that you can join us right here on Women of Grace Live, where we love to have that holy conversation with you. Also want to encourage you to use the chat feature at EWTN Radio's YouTube channel and Facebook page. You can put in your question or comment there. We'll get it retrieved and up on the board. First time caller, first time submitter, do let us know and then we'll do this. We'll ring our bell to welcome you for your debut right here on Women of Grace Live where we love to have that holy conversation with you. Well, I've been teasing you a little bit. I've been just saying, oh, I had a great weekend. And uh, so now I'm going to tell you about it. I had a great weekend. (laughs) Yes, I did. Uh, I was at Our Lady of Victory Catholic Church there in State College, Pennsylvania. And I have to tell you, uh, we were just so graciously welcomed. It was just beautiful to be there. Father George, just hats off to you. Thank you for uh, inviting us. And thank you for that beautiful, beautiful faith community uh, that that you have there. I'll tell you, the people were just uh, wonderful to work with and delightful to be with. Uh, We uh, spent time there on Friday evening. And the we, Jack was with me. Uh, I was doing the presenting this weekend though, but he was there. He was there. My faithful supporting husband, he was there. Uh, And Friday evening, uh, I presented to uh, everyone in the parish that came. We had a great group of people that came, uh, just wonderful, wonderful, faith-filled people that showed up. We had uh, Stations of the Cross to begin with, and then I had a presentation. And then on Saturday, we gathered with the women right there at Our Lady of Victory Catholic Church. And uh, we had a full house. Uh, we had a full house. We had to set up an extra table, as a matter of fact, uh, to gather all of the women together there. And uh, I gave two presentations through the course of the day. The women had an opportunity to have discussion at their table about each of those two talks. Uh, we had the opportunity to uh, spend time before the Blessed Sacrament and to pray the rosary. Uh, it was just an altogether wonderful day. I also want to thank, in addition to Father George, 
George. I, I want to thank Melanie for ha- helping us out. I want to uh, thank Karen. I want to thank Nancy. I want to thank Rose. Uh, last three ladies all uh, work uh, with Women of Grace as facilitators, regional coordinators. Uh, just a beautiful, beautiful time that we spent there. Uh, we had a book table. I mean, we, we just about sold out of everything. Uh, the women were outrageously receptive. And it just shows, you know, it just shows how God moves in the hearts of his people. He's always moving. He's always desiring to move. But when we give fiat to that, you know, when we say yes to the Lord and we enter into the opportunities that he offers us to grow deeper in union with him, well, great things happen. And great things happen through the course of our time there in State College, Pennsylvania. It was lovely uh, for me on another level. And that is because, of course, I graduated from Penn State University, hadn't been back there for a long time. I was telling you about that last week. Uh, And I had an opportunity to tool around the campus. Jack and I did that uh, on Friday. We arrived Thursday evening and Friday we got up and I I don't know how many miles we walked. I I said to Jack, do you think we walked three miles? He said, oh my gosh, we walked far more than three miles. We just walked and walked and walked and walked all around the campus. And it was lovely for me. Much of it's new. Uh, You know, there are areas of of the campus that didn't exist uh, when I was a student there. It was a very long time ago (laughs) that I was a student there. Uh, But all of that being said, I was able to take a picture of myself. Um, Well, I didn't take the picture. Jack did, but took a picture of me standing in front of my first uh, dorm, Curtain Hall. Uh, They call these now areas, we, we called them, you know, East Halls, South Halls, West Halls, we call them that, uh, uh, but uh, now they call them decks. So anyway, we were over there at the East Deck, and uh, Jack took a picture. You can go out to uh, our, our social media, the Women of Grace social media out there, uh, and you'll be able to see them because we sent them in, and I'm sure they've been posted by now. Uh, and I also took a, a picture, which, which we might not have up yet, of the last dorm that I lived in, which was Simmons. Took a picture of that. That's one of the older dorms. I would say it's a more, you know, it, 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 it's an historic dorm and the fact that it's been there for many, many years, many, many, many years. Uh, so that was the last dorm that I lived in. And then I, I lived off campus for my last year. Uh, but all of that being said, uh, it was a beautiful opportunity to just uh, re-experience uh, the university in a, in a slightly different way uh, and to uh, have an opportunity to tool around. Uh, one of uh, my, my dear friend, Gail, uh, her daughter, uh, Floridian girl, is is up there at university. And so we were able to take her to lunch and catch up on freshman life there at Penn State University, uh, visit some of the places that I knew from, from when I was there, but many, uh, at least well, some of them, are no longer there. Uh, lots of new construction there. All of it being said, it was truly a delightful time, a delightful time there in State College. And the centerpiece and the hallmark of all of it was being with all of the beautiful people of God there at Our Lady of Victory uh, Catholic Church, warmly welcomed, very warmly welcomed uh, by Father George Jacopak. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody. <laughs> it was delightful. You, well, you can tell because I'm still excited about it, aren't I? I, I sound excited in my own head. <laughs> I hope I sound excited out there. I'd even be more excited today if you'd give us a call, 833-288-EWTN, asking you, what was your weekend like this weekend? And, you know, maybe maybe you've been to Penn State. I don't know. Maybe you graduated from Penn State. Maybe you graduated from, from some other school. Let me know about it, Eight, right? 833-288-EWTN. So we do have a caller out there uh, who left a message 
much for us. I want to take this call. I think it's a very important uh, uh, call to take. So let's go to that, Rich. Maybe that'll prime the pump and get you all calling here this morning. 833-288-3986. That's 833-288-EWTN or EWTN Radio's YouTube channel, Facebook page available for you outside of North America. America, country code 1205-271-2985. Here we go. Hi, I'm just calling regarding um, when someone is considering marriage, at what point do you just take the plunge? Um, the person that you're considering marrying, they're, they're believers and um, they are doing their best to follow the Lord and they love you, um, but at what point do you, I mean, how, how much, um, yeah, at, at what point do you stop scrutinizing whether you should take the plunge or not <laughs> um, when considering marriage? Yeah, that's my question. Thank you. Well, thank you very much for that question. And I wanted to take uh, this question because I think it's an important one. Uh, What we don't want to do when we're discerning our vocation in life and Believe me, marriage is a vocation. We're called to marriage, right? In the same way as a man might be called to the priesthood and a woman or gentleman called to religious life, uh, you know, the vocation of marriage is the means by which God wants to perfect us and make us holy. And he does that in that crucible, that beautiful, beautiful crucible of the marriage covenant. Uh, And so, well, once you know that this is the vocation that God has in mind for you, marriage, and you, uh, through the course of events, uh, find someone uh, that that you see as being a potential uh, spouse, uh, someone that you would want to be with for the rest of your life, because we don't go into marriage thinking, if this doesn't work, I'll get out of it. Marriage is meant to be a lifetime commitment a lifetime commitment. Uh, So once we discover that, uh, we have in our mind, you know, what it is that that we think is most important. And we see that that person's character measures up to the ideals, maybe not perfectly, you know, because none of us are perfect. We're being perfected in this life. Uh, But but measures up to those ideals is a person of integrity, uh, a person who matches us in in our quest in life, which is is, is union with God, someone that we think uh, we can can be uh, of, of great service to in that way as well then we move forward. Uh, You know, what we don't want to do, whether we uh, are being called to the vocation of marriage or whether we're being called to uh, the vocation of priesthood or or religious life, you know, if if we're thinking about those things, you know, uh, and we go through a reasonable process of discernment, we don't want to become members of this religious order, the order of perpetually discerning. We don't want to be part of the OPDs, the Order of Perpetually Discerning, because we can be perpetually discerning throughout our life. And and, and if we don't, if we don't make a step forward, you know, we're never going to achieve that which God is calling us to achieve by way of that to which he's calling us. So we don't want to find ourselves in that, in that situation. I know a lot of people who have been, you know, discerning priesthood for many, many years, right? Um... Uh, you know, and you can discern your life away and, and, and never take the step. If you find that you are not committing, 
if you find that commitment is an issue, uh, then we've got to ask ourselves, why am I not committing? It, what, is the, what is holding me back here? And then we have to seriously consider, you know, what, what is that tied up in? Is there an area in my own heart that needs to be healed? Is there a fear that's attached to this? What would that fear be? Um, and is that fear attached to something that's happened in my life? I know a lot of people are very reluctant to get married if they've come out of a, uh, of a household, a home, uh, where the marriage was broken. And they've, they've seen the, the, the residual effects of that. They might, they might be reticent, reluctant to get married, you know, uh, themselves. And, and it's because of that experience. We've got to say, if I'm not making this commitment, what is holding me back? And is it a reasonable, is it a reasonable, uh, you know, uh, 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 question that I have? Or is it rooted in something that needs to be healed in me so that I can step forward? So at what point uh, do you make the plunge? You, you take that plunge when you've gone through a, a reasonable process of discernment uh, as to what vocational state the Lord is calling you to. And once you determine that, and, and, and you have someone, obviously you've been seeing this fellow for a while, um, you, 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 you get to know the person. Does, how do you feel when you're with that person? You know, what emotions are coming up? Is it, is it nervous anxiety? Is it, is it, is it, is it fear? Is it, is it, uh, uh, you know, uh, some kind of, um, uh, apathy, you know, or are you feeling, are you feeling those, those beautiful emotions that come by way of the Holy Spirit? Are you feeling peace? You know, are you feeling hope? Are you feeling contentment? Um, are you feeling a desire for this person? And, and by desire, I mean a desire to spend the rest of your life with this person. Um, can you picture yourself in, in that situation? And if you do, what does that call up? What happens when you call up, well, I'm going to say no to this relationship? What, what emotions do, do you feel relief when you, when you think that way? You know, or rather do you think, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm really missing out on a beautiful beautiful future. So, you know, that, and then, then you just, you, you got to move forward. Uh, you know, really when, when it comes to a vocational state, once you know what that vocation is and, and, and you find yourself matching up, even if it's a, a man, if he, if he's called to priesthood, he, he, once he knows that he discerns, am I calling to being called to religious life? Am I being called to diocesan priesthood? Uh, you know, he maybe, uh, has a time discerning that, but then once that's discerned, there should be exhilaration. There should be real anticipation of spirit, uh, you know, and, and I'm even going to put a, 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 a beautiful uh, uh, spiritual term to that. Uh, and that term would be there should be zeal. And zeal is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We should be zealous for that to which God is calling us. If we're not, mm, then we have to think again. So that would be, you know, those those would be the the little uh, ways that I think would help you to discern. Uh, if if this is the right vocation and if this is the right person uh, uh, with whom you are called to that vocation. Those would be my pointers for you. 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986. That's the way that you can join us right here on Women of Grace Live, where we do love having that holy conversation with you. We have Bob with us. Bob is out there in Columbus, Ohio today, eager to talk to Bob, listening to us via St. Gabriel Radio. Hello, Bob. How are you? Fine. Good morning, Donna. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for calling in. 
Well, under the heading of the weekends in the past, what we did, uh, it was a bittersweet weekend. On Saturday, I wanted to celebrate with you and all the listeners a funeral mass remembrance for a Bill Migley in Mobile, Alabama, who passed away. He came back to Ohio, only had about a month after finding out about his cancer diagnosis, and he passed. But what I want to underline, uh, his wife, Connie, both of them lived uh, a life that uh, Jesus himself would uh, love to have everyone live. And that life included his dedication to the poor. He was director of three different states in the south of the St. Vincent de Paul Society. And he dedicated his entire life outside of his family, which was first, but the second family was the St. Vincent de Paul Society. And at the funeral mass, uh, the closing after communion, the, the hymn, the cry of the poor was sang. And uh, I'd like to ask everybody uh, listening and yourself, of course, to please remember the family in prayers for a saint who lived this earth 73 years almost. And uh, that's really what I wanted to say. And uh, thank you for your work, Johnette. Well, Bob, thank you so very much for sharing with us about this beautiful man of God. Uh, you know, when we hear of lives that are well-lived, uh, it really is an inspiration for each one of us to be asking ourselves that big question, what am I doing to live a life that is well worth living? And that's not necessarily about the things of the world. It's about the things of the Lord and the way in which we are working to bring the Lord to others through uh, acts of, 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 of charity, such as you're describing for, for your friend here. Uh, what a great witness he leaves. And, you know, and that, that's another thing, Bob, I think that you bring to our minds is, you know, what witness am I leaving? You know, what, what mark am I making? Um, how will I be remembered? And it isn't so much about, you know, oh, I want to be really remembered in a good light, but really it's, it's how am I going to be remembered when I stand before the Lord? What is my memory of me going to look like when I stand there? Uh, am I going to come to him with my hands empty? Well, I hope that they're going to come empty of, of all of the things that the world would consider to be advancement that would consider to be of importance. But I hope those hands on the other uh, side of things are, are very full with, with all of the spiritual and corporal works of mercy that we uh, offered to the Lord when we had breath in our body. So uh, you, even in remembering your friend to us today, Bob, um, you continue uh, to, to hold up for us an image that really we need to aspire to. We're not all called to the same works, but what we are called to is to complete those works that are entrusted to us with the love of God present and active and manifested through what it is that we do. Uh, so, Bob, I want to thank you for that. And, you know, there's another question for you. Bob shares with us about what he did this weekend. I'm eager to hear about your weekend. But here's another question for you, too. You know, what witness has meant so much to you in your life? Whose life has inspired you? And, you know, what do you hope will inspire others when it's your time to stand before our Lord? Coming right back, 833-288-EWTN. Stay with us. Join in on the conversation. The Women of Grace phone lines are open. 1-833-288-EWTN. 1-833-288-3986. 
Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Women of Grace Live. I'm Johnette Williams, your host, eager to hear from you today, 833-288-EWTN. You just heard that number, and now I'm giving it to you once more, 833-288-3986. Give us a call here. Eager to hear from you today, available for you as well out there at EWTN Radio's YouTube channel and Facebook page. Chat feature uh, as what you use to get your question up on the board. If you're a first-time caller, first-time submitter, do let us know. I will ring my bell for you and will be only too happy uh, to receive your call today. Uh, We've got Keith out there in Woodstock, Connecticut, and he is listening to us via Station of the Cross. Good morning to you, Keith. How are you? How are you? I'm dandy. Thanks for asking. I I called once before. I'm not a first time. Um, I called once to ask a question about the rosary, but um, this story I wanted to share was... um, so recently, I just got ashes for the first time, and i um, really happy about that. Um, I'm glad for going, you. I've been going to Mass um, faithfully for the last year, like, dedicated. You know, I love it. It's, I, can't, I can't imagine a week without it, you know? Beautiful. So um, I received the ashes, and um, I believe it was the next night. Um, I went to sleep, and I had a dream, and in the dream, my mother was in it with me, and she says to me, not a lot was said, she goes, you're really doing this, aren't you? And I said, yes, I am, just like that. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, wow, I know just what this is all about, you know? uh, um, And I wanted to just share some of the more abstract parts of the dream. Um, You know, they are hard to describe, but... But there was like this kind of like a pipe with it was really clogged with like debris, and um, I um, this person ended up doing something to the floor. And what happened was is the, is the the pipe really cleared out and all this debris came out. And I slipped. It was like leaves and stuff, you know. It was it was really just clogged, and it it just like cleaned this whole line of you know. And I feel like that represented some kind of a. I um gaining more clarity in my life through uh the faith. Um is that do you, you kinda understand what I'm saying? <laughs> I do, I do. And and I think it's an interesting dream. And of course, you know, sometimes God does speak to us through our dreams. Uh we don't want to go into the kind of dream analysis that happens in the new age and assign uh, something of, of great importance to every dream that we have. And, you know, we shouldn't really be uh, asking the Lord to visit us in a dream, but he does do that from time to time, and he will give us images. And I have found in my own life that if an image remains with me, you know, for, for, you know, through the course of a day or it keeps coming back to me, then I do want to take that into my time of prayer. And, and I want to sit with that and say, Lord, were you speaking to me? Uh, you know, is, is there something of significance for me in this? And there have been dreams where, yes, there, there were very important things of significance. And I still remember those dreams very well, um, or the portion of them, you know, that, that was instructive for mm. me in some way. So, you know, the, the fact that uh, y- you dreamt of your mother, uh, I think that that's a beautiful thing. Uh, when we dream of our loved ones, I, I like to think that it, it's always an occasion for me to pray for them, but also to thank God uh, for the gift of eternal life that, that I'm hoping that they're enjoying. Uh, and your mother 
made a poignant comment and you seemed to have understood exactly what that meant in your dream. And of course, I think it had to do with your, your uh, practice of the faith and, and, and your, your deepening desire for the things of God. As far as the, the, the clogged pipe, you know, what immediately came to my mind uh, was that, you know, God uh, through, through our relationship with God and the closer that we grow in union with him, the more key that the God life takes up residence within us, you know, uh, the more uh, we begin to experience this this interaction between the divine, uh, and, who is God, and our human condition, the divine life in ourselves. Uh, there is a process, uh, and, and, and to the extent that we yield ourselves to that relationship, uh, there is a process of restoration, a process of renewal, a process of cleaning out that takes place within us. Right? Uh, it, it it it's a process of purgation. We're being purged of all of that. Uh, that would uh, prevent the God life uh, from from growing and developing in us. Um, we, I'm going to use this expression. It's, it's almost as if we're being hollowed out so that we can be filled completely with God. And, and I think that, that, that you might want to take that into your time of prayer uh, and sit there with the Lord and, and you know, present that image to him and, and say, Father, you know, wh- what is it that you were saying to me? Is it possible that this is what you're saying to me, that, that you're showing me that, that you are in this process of, of purification and sanctification to the extent that I yield to your grace? If, 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 there, if these areas that, that I see, these leaves and everything, Everything that's clogged in, in this in this pipe that I saw in my dream um, is is still there, Father. That then help for me, uh, help for me to cooperate with grace, so that this process of purification and sanctification can take place um, in a gr- to a greater degree, a greater level, until I am completely filled with you. Because that's what heaven's going to be. Heaven is going to be this complete and total uh, uh, fullness of life in God. That's what it's going to be. God in us, us in God. We remain ourselves. He remains himself. But there is a union that is more profound than even the union of the marital covenant. It is a union that that that, that marital covenant only uh, begins to be figurative for, metaphoric toward, right? Uh, and so, you know, that is the deal. So it's a total gift of self, of, of one to the other. God's total gift of self uh, to us, of himself, our total gift back, whereby we are completely full of him and completely in him and he completely in us. So, uh, you know, I think that that is a beautiful indication in my estimation of that which is taking place in you as you continue to yield to him more and more. What you want to do now is is to um, uh, encourage that. Uh, you want to cooperate with this work that the Lord is about uh, through your own life of prayer, through reception of the sacraments, through your fervent desire for the holy sacrifice of the Mass. And the Lenten season is a perfect opportunity. Uh, really and truly, I think that your dream represents the entirety of what the Lenten season is meant to be. So um, that's that's lovely, Keith. I'm really happy you shared. A quick story with you about getting ashes. Sure. All right, so I went. Um, so my wife and I always go to mass together. And I one thing I could, I want to thank her. Her name's Jane um, for helping me build this incredible faith that has um, come up, has come into my life. Um, so she had to work all day, and then she had a uh, meeting, town hall meeting, because she worked for a town hall, 
and she had to do it from home. So she couldn't figure out all day, how do I, where am I going to go to get my ashes? She just couldn't, she didn't have the time. And I knew I was going to be going alone to get my ashes. And it was interesting. I was like, wow, I'm doing this all by myself, you know, and this, I'm not copping out on this, you know. So I went, I went to the mass and it was beautiful. It was such a different feeling going at night. Um, it's just, I don't know, just amazing feeling. Um, and just watching them bless the ashes and all. So um, when I went up for communion, um, Father George, who is one of our priests, um, he says, where's Jane? And I, you know, I couldn't really answer him right away. So I told him after, I said, she's tried to get her ashes all day. And, and then she had to go home to do this town hall meeting. So it didn't happen. So he says, you hold, he says, you wait right there. And he went and got the ashes and he put them in a tissue and folded it over. And he told me what to say. Um, may you repent and believe in the gospel. So I went home and um, I basically kind of surprised her with, uh, she received her ashes through me. <laughs> oh my goodness, um, Keith. Isn't that beautiful? I know. And I said, how do you like that for a Valentine's Day gift? <laughs> it was wonderful. I, I just was, I felt very, I, in, a, in a very healthy sense, I felt very honored to um, be able to relay that to her, you know? It was awesome. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, and what, a, what an intimate moment for the two of you. You know, that is just absolutely yeah. beautiful, Keith. It, it was great. She was down in the basement on the spinner just getting a little workout in. So uh -huh. She's on the spinner. And then, you know, doing her exercise, and I'm giving her the um, sign of the cross with the edges on her board. What's she doing with that? <laughs> Those healthy stuff, you know? Very beautiful, Keith. Yeah. Just hey, lovely. Uh, just one, one more thing. You, your show and uh, Sister Angelica's show back-to-back, -back is there's nothing better than that. It's, oh. It's, I try to catch it every day. Thank Absolutely. you, Keith. Yep. Well, I sure appreciate you listening. We say that real men listen to and watch Women of Grace. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a wonderful show. Absolutely. Oh, thanks. Um, you, you have a great day. You too. God bless you, good man. Bye-bye now. Isn't that beautiful? I'll tell you what. I, you know, it's just so, it, it's just such a lovely thing. You know, what a, um, you know, when we hear about the gift of faith uh, coming alive in the life of individuals, it's it's really quite remarkable. And I think that there's so many things that Keith's call brought out. It's one of the reasons why I love when you call. <laughs> you know, our phone lines are here for you. So do give us a call, 833-288-EWTN. That's 833-288-3986. Shay is with us uh, from the Northeast, a first-time caller, ringing my bell for Shay. Good morning, Shay. How are you? Good morning. I'm well, thank you. How are you? Very well. Thank you for calling. Thanks for ringing that bell for me. <laughs> <laughs> You're quite welcome. Thanks for calling in. I always like to welcome my first timers. <laughs> I know. Um, Donna, I've been compelled to call a few times and I'll, and I'll pick up the phone and I'll dial it and then I hang up. Um, but today I saw you on Facebook and listened in and watched for a little bit and then I thought, okay, I'm going to try and call. Okay. God is telling me to call you. Um, I've Good. been in a, a relationship for um, 14 years. We've been married. We've had we have four children, um, and recently separated um, last year in June. And um, I, I, the children and I left his 
job in Texas and moved back to New York where we they were born and raised and where all my family is. And he eventually followed back in October. Um, and I did a lot of work to finally get the courage to leave what I felt was a very unhealthy environment for us and to keep us all safe. Um, and because I didn't see that he was going to make any changes. And Jenna, he has since we left. Uh, I think that because we left, he finally hit his rock bottom and was desperate and brought God back into his life. And because it had taken me so long to leave and finally get that courage to do it, um, my heart felt hardened and I wouldn't let him in. And it's been, he, he came back in October and just this beginning of the year, I, I feel compelled to soften my heart for him to accept the changes that they're going to stick. Um, I'm a little nervous because it takes a lot of trust. And um, society is very much like you do you and, you know, care about yourself. You do what's best for you. You deserve better, all those messages. And it doesn't feel right to me. It feels like I need to respect the covenant of marriage and show my children uh, that you can set boundaries and have respect for yourself and still remain in a relationship and grow together. And I just feel like I need to accept him and come back into the marriage slowly. Um, and I really don't want to worry about what other people think, but I know that my friends are concerned for me because they feel I deserve better. And they saw all the work I did. Um, but I have four beautiful children with him, and we're very amicable together. And I can see that we can be a beautiful family. And he's brought God back into his life. He goes to Mass. He listens to Catholic radio. He might be listening. <laughs> well, Shay, let's just talk. You said in, in the midst of, of what you're sharing here, you used some significant words to me. Um, one of the words that, that you used was safe. You know, you wanted to keep your family safe. So obviously what was going on there had put a question into your mind as to whether or not you were safe. So I'm not asking you to go into the details of, of um, what that uh, situation was like prior to your departure. But if it was a question of your well-being, your physical, emotional, spiritual, psychological, emotional well-being, and that of your children... Um, that that's an important consideration. Um, it's wonderful that you have seen changes in him. I, I think that that's admirable, and I think it's wonderful. You used another word uh, that I think is an important word to highlight and shows a great deal of prudence on your part, and prudence is a virtue. Uh, it's a beautiful virtue. It's, it's one of the cardinal virtues. We're all called to, to live a life of prudence, and what does that mean? It means a, a life of sound judgment where we are not permitting ourselves uh, through emotion uh, or passion to make a decision, but rather through, um, through our intellect and the proper governance of our will. And, and that will yield sound judgment. And the other word that you used was slow. And, and I think that that's a good word to consider here. Uh, the fact that 
uh, these changes have been made. Let's let's just look at the history of time here. Um, so, uh, you know, there there was an issue th- that occurred, right? And 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 whatever that issue was, it sounds like it was a longstanding issue since you said that you worked really hard. I'm assuming that that means that you were looking very critically at what was going on, uh, trying to discern it in the moment that that the the entirety of the situation was developing and ensued. Um, I assume that you were investing a lot of time into, uh, you know, that uh, that that kind of of uh, uh, development of of uh, proper decision making to know if you should leave. And, and then the execution of that through a great deal of courage for what sounds to me like a really valid reason, and that is safety. Uh, you're not divorced. You're separated. That also shows to me that you are committed to this relationship, which is lovely. But that word slow, I think, is the, is the word that should govern your action here. Um, it's not been that long. It's not been that long. It's, it's not been a year. Uh, you know, October wasn't all of that long ago. I mean, June wasn't all of that long ago. Um, when we're making life changes, uh, it, it, it does take time. Uh, and if, if those life changes are going to be permanent life changes for the good uh, we're talking about here, then, then they're going to stand the test of time. And I think it's important for you to observe if these changes, especially if these are changes that um, implicated your well-being, your safety, and that of your children, you have to be very, very careful. So should you let them back into your life? I don't know exactly what that means. I, you know, I think it would be, I, I think it might be a, uh, you know, and I'm not a guidance counselor here, and I can't tell you what to do, and I'm not trying to do that. But But it seems to me that exercising the same thoughtful process that you went through that took a period of time for you to separate is is uh, indicative of the fact that you should take uh, this period of time to see if you should if there is a potential uh, for this relationship to go forward based upon uh, uh, you know a, a lasting change of behavior in someone's life. Uh, you know, the, uh, I, I, now interaction with that individual, you say you have an amicable relationship, obviously you're communicating with each other, interacting with this person, um, uh, you know, obviously sharing some family moments together uh, might be a lovely thing to do if, in, in, in an environment where you feel safe. Um, uh, maybe that's no longer a factor. Maybe I'm putting too much emphasis on that, but you spoke the word and that's why I'm talking about it. Um, and, and, and then, you know, to, to, to see how this person reacts under stressors, because, you know, oftentimes when people are trying to change a life pattern, it's when they're under pressure and they're stressed, uh, that, that, that those old behaviors can come back. And, you know, if, if there is a lasting change, then observing what happens in those situations, should they occur. And we all have stressors in our life. Um, you know, would, would be an important thing to consider. So I, I don't, I, I, I would caution you about rushing back in. I, 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 you're not divorced. I wouldn't get divorced, but I would just caution you about, uh, rushing the process. Um, and, and when you say you feel compelled, I, I, I would prayerfully investigate that. You might go to a spiritual director, prayerfully investigate that. Is it the Holy Spirit compelling you? 
Um, is it a sense of guilt compelling you? Um, yes, the world is. The world wants wants you to ditch the marriage. That's what the world wants you to do. But you haven't ditched the marriage, which shows your commitment to the marriage. But let's test and see: is this the right time to move forward, or do we need just a little more time to consider it? Thank you so much. You're right. <laughs> we will take it slow. That's right. Take it very slow. Okay. Thank you. God bless you're well. You. You're welcome. God bless you too, Shape. Bye bye now. Yeah, um, you know, uh, I guess one of the things that we have to do uh, in terms of making these very important decisions, and and one of the things that tickles me about Shay is she says, you know, she's very she's very capable of of knowing the pressure of the world, right? Um, so when there is a force that is exerting an influence over us that we consider to be a worldly kind of an influence, um, I think that I think that what we can do is is go to two polar opposites of uh, of of action, and, and the one is to go along with what the world says. The other one is to react against what the world says <laughs> without a proper evaluation of where should I be in this, right? And, and we remember what St. Thomas Aquinas tells us, right? What does St. Thomas Aquinas tell us? He tells us that virtue is in the middle. Virtue is the via media. What is that? It, it's the middle road. It's not in the extremes. Uh, and, and what brings us to that middle road is prudential judgment. We lack that today. Uh, you know, when I use the we, I'm not talking about you and me necessarily, but I think that we all <laughs> struggle with it uh, because the, the influence of the world is so great. Um, we we, we um, are quick to react, uh, you know, and, and, and we have to evaluate, as I was suggesting Shay do. Okay, I feel compelled. What is compelling me? What influence is that? Why is it? Is it reasonable for me to consider that? Because it's coming from, from, from God, the ultimate source of goodness, or is it in reaction uh, you know, to, to where I think the world would have me go? I hope that makes sense to all of you today. It's been wonderful being with you. I can't believe the program is over. Oh, my goodness. It flies by, doesn't it? Always lovely. I'm going to be back again with you tomorrow. Hoping to see you tonight at the webinar. Get out to our website, womenofgrace.com. Join us for a beautiful, beautiful webinar with Father Jordy Rivero. God bless you all now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.